weekly podcast. I'm Robin Lewis, founder and CEO of The Robin Report, which, uh, by the way, is we view as much more than just a daily report. Uh, it, it really is a knowledge platform uh, from which we communicate taught leadership on various strategic topics uh, through the reports, yes, but also these podcasts, uh, webinars, and hopefully in the future, some live events. And along with our chief strategist, Shelley Cohan, who, by the way, is also a professor at FIT and Syracuse University, we welcome you to our conversation on the topic of inflation and inventory, dual enemies of retailers. And that's an understatement. So Shelley, you and I um, decided to do this podcast after learning that uh, Walmarts and Targets, both of their CEOs, were essentially caught flat-footed, which for those guys is very surprising. Actually, they were shocked into reducing projections into the future due to totally underestimating inventory levels. And for those two CEOs of giant and well-run successful companies, it really jolted every retailer in the industry, which in turn, of course, uh, the stock market crashed the very next day, particularly in the retail sector. So, so now Walmart, Target, and probably most retailers simply have to figure out what parts of the excess need to be discounted, um, what parts uh, of pending orders they need to cancel, and what can be kind of put aside and saved until next year's season. But as you and I agreed, there is more of a story here than simply a normal forecasting blunder, which retailers live with day in and day out, as Mickey Drexler always loved to say, and he said it again in a CNBC interview, inventory is the enemy of every retailer in the world. So what do you got to say about that? Well, I, I think right now it's particularly bad, Robin. Inventories, as reported by the U.S. Census Bureau, are up 15% year over year. Uh, this is for April. May's not out yet. Um, they're always behind two months. So sales are up 8.5% for May when we look at year over year, although what we have seen is a decrease, a decrease in demand and spending when we look at April going into May. So we actually saw that in May, we saw a decrease of sales for the first time in 2022, down 0.3%. Um, prior to that, April sales were down, were up actually 0.7% compared to March. Mm -hmm. So we're seeing kind of the decrease in sales coming along. And when you look at inventory in fashion goods, particularly fashion goods, the inventory, get this, Robin, the inventory is up between 21 and 31%. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. So that presents a real problem when there's a slowing demand and the influx of goods coming into the summer months when retailers typically want to clear out of all the goods uh, going into fall. Yeah, and let's, let's, let's look back and understand how we got here today. And, and, and it really is no surprise, but this situation has, does have many complexities to it, starting of course with the pandemic. Um, 
of course, shutting down all non-essential businesses, which effectively forced the Fed to fire hose money directly to consumers and businesses to uh, stay afloat. So with consumers and workers doing their work and product consumption virtually and online and at home, there was a huge shift in shopping and entertainment behavior, which in turn, it, it forced retailers to more or less guess, yes, guess what products and services were going to be favored and needed by consumers stuck in their homes. So much of the spending shifted, of course, from travel, leisure, and entertainment uh, to goods and in-home entertainment. And a lot of the government largesse went into personal savings and checking accounts, having reached about $4.2 trillion at one point. Wow. So, yeah, <laughs> retailers realized that the balance of online versus in-store would obviously favor online, but they also had to guess, again, literally guess, what product categories they would need in inventory and how much of those products should be stocked. I mean, Shelly, this was a, was a horror show and so complex. I'm, I'm, I hope I've been clear so far. Um, it's a pretty deep issue and it still is. Yeah, Robin, I think you're being really clear here, but let me just add about this online sales trend, which you and I predicted would not have the same growth trajectory as it did during the pandemic. It now has finally slowed. So month over month, again, we look at month over month to see what consumers are doing. Online sales were down in May versus April by 0.1%, so essentially flat. And it represents about 14.3% of total retail sales. So just to kind of put it in perspective, when we started the year in January 2022, the online business was about 17% of total retail sales. And that has slowly declined to represent 14.3% in May. So this is the lowest percentage of sales for the year. You know, online sales as a percent to total. So, and part of this might be, you know, that more money is being spent on gas, especially in the summer months for family vacations, which means less money being spent on clothes, accessories, et cetera, both online and in store. And of course, this creates an overage of inventory in some of those fashion categories. (coughs) Shoppers are spending more due to higher prices on non discretionary items like grocery and fuel which impacts what's left to spend on discretionary items. And the discretionary money they do have now is being spent on travel, entertainment, going out, eating out, um, areas that were severely cut back during the pandemic. Restaurant and bar sales are up 0.7% for May. Excuse me. Yeah, right. Uh, Spending shifted. And now, of course, it's shifting back again. And let's remember... Um, although it's really hard to forget, the pandemic also totally disrupted the global supply chains. Not only the closing of factories in Asia and beyond, but also transportation, you know, including cargo ships and truckers, trains. In a counterintuitive way, Shelley, one would think with a global shutdown that there would be less goods in demand. But in fact, (laughs) 
the guessing in retail about which goods would be needed, you know, and at what levels and which goods would no longer be needed, this all changed as the balance of in-store versus online shifted. Anyway, at risk of totally confusing the situation, <laughs> we, we all know the supply chain became a logistical nightmare. So what does this have to do with inflation and inventory? Now our enemies? First of all, inflation happens when there is a supply shortage of products that consumers are demanding. And then prices go up, of course. Right. And we know, Robin, over the last 12 months, the consumer price index for all goods is up 8.6%. Um, but food prices, if you dive into the details, food prices are up 10% year over year. And energy is up 34%. And then I had to take another deeper dive into energy. Gas and fuel is up 50%. So all other categories minus food and energy are up 6%. Incredible, crazy, and and simply with all of the guessing about what consumers will be wanting during the pandemic, and then of course post-pandemic, retailers like Walmart and Target both guessed wrong. Um, they have too many of the goods consumers don't want, and too few of the goods that they do want. And Shelley, on top of this, um, real essentials like gas and food are skyrocketing, as you mentioned, which, of course, will cut back most consumer spending on discretionary purchases and travel, leisure, and entertainment. Higher interest on home mortgage, auto loans, and credit cards, they will shift to more basic needs. So as the cost of goods and retail prices continue to inflate, wages usually follow which creates a negative feedback loop, which exacerbates the rising inflation. Of course, um, <clears throat> wages have not kept up with inflation. So we'll see how that works out. Right. And, you know, retailers are really challenged with the slowing demand in some categories, <clears throat> but also a shift in spending on other products and categories. And the rising prices are also due to going back to the cost for fuel and transportation, that's going to add to the cost of goods. Yep. So this high cost of goods will also be impacted by higher wages. So with the higher wages, higher employment costs, higher fuel prices, all that may lead to higher retail prices. The cost yep. of goods are simply just going up. Boy, but Shelly, you know, here's kind of the irony of this kind of unique inflation, largely brought on by the pandemic, which has never really happened before, except in the um, 1918, I guess, a different world then. But, um, and now really boosted by food and fuel shortages, higher interest rates, really all of the above could drive us into a recession. But the irony is <clears throat> that the Fed flooding consumers with money during the pandemic, according to the Federal Reserve, as I mentioned before, U.S. households had $4.2 trillion more in cash in their checking and savings accounts in the fourth quarter of 2021 than the same period in 2019. 
So as the economy returned to a more normal pace, post-pandemic consumers increased their spending on goods. Retail sales, according to the NRF, grew a record 14.1% in 2021. And get this, Shelley, the highest growth rate in more than 20 years. And well Crazy. above, it's incredible. Yeah. And, and it was well above the pre-pandemic rate of 3.7%. They spent $1 trillion <laughs> more on retail goods in 2021 than in 2020 and are spending more so far in 2022. You're Crazy. so right. You're so right, Robin. Looking at the sales trend season to date. So season to date is, uh, I pull February, through May, which is the numbers that we currently have. And if you look at the numbers and you look over year over year, total retail sales, excluding autos and gas, which is typically what we look at when we look at total retail, total retail is up 9.8%. Non-store retail is up 11%. Apparel and accessories is up 11%. Groceries up 8%, probably due to the you know higher price. Yep. Uh, gasoline's up 39%, obviously, because of people are just paying more for it. But total retail is up almost 30% from 2019. And online is up 51% from pre-pandemic. Yeah. It, I mean, if you really wade into this, some of these numbers are just counterintuitive. Um, but Shelly, as the Fed continues to raise interest rates, which it looks like they will for a while, you know, at, at some point, increasing wages to get enough workers back into the workforce, along with consumers spending their savings at an increasing rate because of higher prices, of course, at some point, the wallets uh, and saving accounts get emptied. And then we either fall into a recession or prices and costs level out against consumer demand. And of course, that's what um, the Fed, uh, what's his name, is hoping will happen as a soft landing. So Shelley, back to the inventory conundrum, you actually held you know, management positions with some of the biggest retailers. So maybe you can shed some more light on, on this particular dilemma. And also, you know, add any comments you might have about what I just said. Well, certainly with the technologies that we have available today in the industry, we <clears throat> are able to have better visibility into the supply chain. And a lot of companies, if they've learned nothing else coming out of the pandemic, they've certainly learned that they're investing in more flexibility in terms of supply chain, including you know, forecasting and inventorying and carrying costs of inventory. Um, the outcome from the pandemic, uh, in addition to what I just mentioned, will also be retailers are really going to start pulling back on assortments and maybe not having as many uh, styles to choose from. And a lot of uh, retailers are going to look at just-in-time inventory process that reduces right. the inventory carrying costs. So really, you know, having inventory closer to the time of purchasing. This is reduces the lead time and you have what we would call near time allocation. So instead yep. of allocating lots of inventory six months out, three months out is really allocating a few weeks out. 
And Shopify just announced a new feature that they have for retailers um, that use their software that allow for an inventory sync on Google. Get this, mm. Robin. Glenn Coates, who's the VP of Product Core for Shop Shopify, explains it like this. By syncing location and product information, a retailer can optimize their fee listings and paid ads on Google Shopping to help convert nearby consumers into local buyers. So wow. let, me, let me put it in layman terms. So say you're in the hunt for you know, light roast coffee beans. You go into Google and you put in light roast coffee beans and up pops all the retailers around you that have light roast beans. So this will really help merchants with inventory churn as well, especially the smaller merchants who don't have these advanced yep. systems and integration. But I think companies are going to be very cautious with inventory holding going into the holiday, um, the economic uncertainties, um, and they don't, they don't really want to get stuck with all this stock at the end of the year. I mean, yep. it's better to have an overstock situation now than it is at the end of the year. So maybe less inventory in stores for holiday, there might be fewer choices and possibly another holiday, believe it or not, Robin, of, you know, sold out goods. Like you said earlier, inventory is the necessary evil for all retailers. Too much, and it takes a bite out of profitability, and too little, and you miss sales and have yep. service issues from the target market. But out of stock is one of the worst customer service issues because they leave and they never come back. That's correct. You know, super point, Shelly. And, and once again, the operative words for the future, flexibility, or put another way, we've used the word agility, but, it, but, it's, but it's going to be really a couple of years before retailers can really identify and track what will be fundamental shifts in the entire global supply chains. It just isn't gonna happen overnight. Essentially, until we understand what the new normal will be, and it will be a new normal. Those that try to get back to what normal, quote unquote, used to be, will fail beyond a doubt. And in this new um, tech-driven world, that is evolving as we speak. I couldn't have said it better myself, Robin. Well, thanks. <laughs> For our listeners, you can find more of our podcasts on Apple, Spotify, and Buzzsprout, as well as the RobinReport.com. And look for us on YouTube, where we broadcast our podcast. And please follow us on social media, link in with us, and follow us on Twitter for the latest thoughts about the industry. And I would like to thank all of our listeners and viewers again for joining us. And um, as I say every Friday, if any of you have topics that you would love Shelly and I to cover, we'd be happy to do that. But, and so just email me, which is robin at therobinreport.com. And thanks to all of you again.